Hi, everyone. What's going to be? It's the question that anyone who's living under the sun today is probably contemplating on some level. You know, as Jews, with our hearts and our prayers focused so closely on the difficulties facing Achenu Kobeit Yisrael, but especially in Eretz Yisrael, with the hostages, with the soldiers, with the rest of our brothers and sisters who live each and every day as heroes, young and old, we're facing tremendous uncertainty. Even closer to home, with this overt rise in anti-Semitism on college campuses and in the civil unrest in the streets, it brings an uncomfortable uncertainty that's taking a toll on many of us. What's gonna be and what can or should we do? You know, when learning with my son earlier this week, we noted that the source of davening in the morning is found in this week's Parsha. It comes, says the Gemara in Brachos, from a Pasuk by Yashkem Avraham Baboker that Avraham got up early in the morning. Now, if you're thinking about where that Pasuk appears, I imagine you think it appears in the context of Avraham's preparation for the Akedah. After all, we do know that Avraham got up early that day to go to the Akedah. And we learn the concept of his rizut, of moving quickly with zeal to do mitzvos from Avram's actions at that time. But it is, but that is not the Gemara's source for Avram's tefillah. Nope. The source for Avram's davening in the morning, the reason we daven in the morning, is from Avram's return to face Hashem after having lost the auction to save Sodom and after that city was destroyed. There again we read, Vayashkem Avraham Baboker, that Avram got up early to face Hashem. Now, Avram davens a lot in the course of his life. In fact, in our Slichos, we note, that whoever answered Avram Avinu, Hashem, you answered him. When he davened at the Akedah, you should answer us as well. And so why does the Torah choose the tefillah after the destruction as the model and proof for our need to daven daily? Why not the tefillah before or after the Akedah? I think we might come to an understanding if we understood and perhaps reflected more often on why we daven. You know, if you ask a young child why he or she davens, you might hear that we daven because we need to ask Hashem for things. And there is a guided logic to that purpose of tefillah. A slightly more mature train of thought would also add that we daven to thank Hashem for all of the good that he's bestowed upon us. And again, there's a value and a logic to that motivation for tefillah as well. He has been good to us, he is good to us, and he'll hopefully continue to be good to us. It's the tefillah of ask and ye shall receive. You know, the Nitziv notes that this was the style of tefillah of Avraham, and by the way, Yitzchak as well, prior to sending out to the Akedah. Both Avraham and Yitzchak knew that they were heading somewhere to do the will of Hashem. It was a direct and focused mission, and, it, and they offered a tefillah that they should achieve their mission and Hashem's goal in the process. But the Gemara is teaching us that chakras specifically and tefillah in general is not only about a focused goal-oriented offering of I need or thank you Hashem for. You know, sometimes we offer tefillah because we're in the midst of a chaos and of uncertainty and we don't know where to turn or what to do. And that's what happened with Avram on the morning after Stom's destruction. Sforno notes that while Avram Avinu had tried the day before to persuade Hashem using logic, he got up now in order to beg for Rachamim, for mercy. The Malbim suggests that Avram was davening for continued Rachamim for Lot. And from the chaos, Avram knew that the next day, he just needed a different approach. Our Shachris, the Gemara notes, 
is modeled on Avram's tefillah at a time where Avram didn't know what's going to be. It was like the prayer of a family member in the waiting room of a surgical suite or, or emergency room, waiting for the doctor to come out and give some news, or the family members of one of the beloved members of the IDF, or the hostages, Hashem Yishmerim, waiting for a bit of positive news about what's going to be. But it's a, a, the bottom line is, it's not a certain tefillah, but it's, it's a little bit comforting to know, Loi rara ki atoi madi. I don't have to fear something bad because I know in these moments, you Hashem, you're with me. And so like Avram Avinu, we'd love to know that what we think is going to happen next will indeed. But we need to be realistic with the awareness that life is uncertain. And when things don't go as planned, there are twists and there are turns that can bring about great successes ultimately. When we daven chakras or any tefillah, it's not about asking for stuff, a spiritual shopping list, if I may. But it's rather about creating interconnected dependency between us and Hashem. Even if the world today is unclear, we can still connect to Hashem. The Chinese word for uncertainty is also the word for opportunity because the moments of chaos have a more enormous potential. What's going to be is the wrong focus in these moments. Instead, we need to think of who is and who is going to be with me. And our answer emerges through tefillah in these times. Hashem li. Hashem is with me. I will have nothing to fear. And if we put that focus in, we will indeed have nothing to fear. Wishing each and every one of you a terrific, wonderful, and safe Shabbat Shalom and Shalom al Yisrael. A Shabbat Shalom to all.